Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. Decoding reality is something that we want to learn to do, which is a way of utilizing the power of our intelligence that's informed by our intuition. And what the tendency is, if you're a regular person, is to have a mind that is more of a predator, or what I call the predatory mind. And if you want to learn a lot about the predatory mind, you would uh, study things like Wetiko, the teachings of Don Juan, Carlos Castaneda, and in general, shadow work. The predatory mind is hell-bent on using your life against you. Predatory mind has a an attitude of future tripping or where I'm supposed to get to or reliving the past. And I would say a lot of therapies are misusing memory and kind of going over them and accessing a, a layer, which like one layer down from predatory mind is emotional body or emotional states, having emotions related to my past or emotions related to how I haven't gotten to where I want to get in life or where I want to be in life and having emotions about that. Emotions and mind are very linked. I don't want to digress too far into that stuff, but but often you will find that the emotions are very linked to the thoughts. And so this is why, so meditation gets it partially right, that the meditation practices get it partially right, which is to drop out of mind and get the fluctuations or the ups and downs and dips in this tripping mind and you know upsets and attachments to quell so we can be present. That's part of the movement. The next part, which is what I teach, what I call archetypal somatics or working with recapitulation, somatic recapitulation, we we do bring up the past or at least we work with our energy body, the energy in our body in order to work with any sort of impressions. It doesn't actually have to be the past. It can be anything that's happening in the present moment. Any sort of um, reaction that I have to anything going on in the present moment, we can work with that through the soma, through feeling. So, So if we're dropping away from mind or predatory mind, and then we have the emotional thing. And I'm not saying emotions and, and even predatory mind are bad because this is more fodder for decoding. This is this is available for decoding. And if we want to um, get some actual shifting happening, this has to be linked up with some sort of somatic work. And there are, it's like the fastest growing industry right now, somatics, 
there's trauma work in somatics. This is this stuff is actually working for people. And even if you don't think you have trauma, because unfortunately, um, trauma work in quotes is sort of in a way could be excluding people who have had trauma. They just don't know it because they don't realize that things like, for example, this is sort of like trigger warning, um, circumcision, having your foreskin removed as a baby is trauma. It's a trauma before you were even conscious to know that something was happening to you. So there's a, there's, there's a 70% of the men in the United States are walking around. I think it's 70%. I could be wrong about that with a, essentially a birth trauma and they don't know it and, um, not sure why it's hard to feel and feel their body. Well, if you think about that, if the first thing that happened to you after a few days after you were born was a very intense surgery and um, I, I don't want to go too deeply into this, but if if I just um, activated some sort of like intensity, you know, get in touch with me <laughs> if you want to talk about this. Um, but it's a big deal. Let's just put it that way. It's not a little deal. It's not just a little piece of skin. It's a big deal. Anyway, so there's uh, a lot of stuff that people do not know that they're activated by um, or why they can't access certain parts of their life or whatever, and why they may be stuck in mind or retreated to mind or stuck in the emotional body, stuck in the feeling sense, but not necessarily getting very far. In other words, having the same emotional reaction to a lot of things. Why am, why is this not changing? Why am I depressed, for example, or why am I anxious? Those are two kind of emotional lock states that happen when we haven't developed another way of processing. And I'm, again, I have to just say, I'm not criticizing any of this stuff. I'm just using my decoding faculties to talk about things that are happening. So the decoding mind is very different than the predatory mind or um, the being emotionally locked. The decoding mind is working in very close collaboration with the somatic experience with soma. Decoding mind is essentially guided by real feeling or sensing in body and getting this communication going between decoding mind and body is super important. And to me, this is the missing link. This is what's been missing for everybody um, around how to actually get shifted in their reality, in their life, is to be linking the decoding mind with sensations and body. This is what the entire field of somatics is doing. This is what yoga is actually meant to be doing, although yoga got really sidetracked with this 
uh, image focus and um, what hard pose can I do? Really, the, the, the challenge of yoga is meant to get you comfortable so that you can sit and meditate. It, you know, it's fine to be athletic about it, and it's beautiful, all of that stuff. But do you ever see, like, really powerful yogis taking a picture of themselves in a meditation posture and just being like, wow, isn't this amazing how great I'm able to quiet my mind? You don't see that very often because it's not doesn't really look good in a picture. Well, that tells you something that this two-dimensional flat picture is meant to convey an image of something. So a yogi, a real yogi, is interested in self-study and evolving their soul. And the way to do that, if yoga is being practiced in a complete way, isn't just the asana or the handstand. It's the practice of self-study. And, and so this decoding mind and this accessing of soma, which is connected to everything and everyone everywhere, and particularly the source, the source of reality, you're going to have a really powerful supercomputer that helps you to work with reality. Hi, quick interruption. My new course, Shadow Stalking 101, is designed to help students of shadow work transform their lives through somatic integration practices that evolve soul and unlock true purpose in life. There are three modules, the overworld, the underworld, and the worlds in between, and with over 20 practices and guided meditations, presentations and a host of writings and journal prompts and exercises and practices to take with you, you will develop the skills and the somatic awareness in order to become a shadow stalker. You'll find a link in the show notes to the course Shadow Stalking 101. Go get that now and be ready to completely transform and reimagine the world around you. And now back to the episode. Okay, here we go. So let's say you have something going on in your world that is troubling. We've got a lot troubling going on right now in the world. So it should be easy for you to pick out something that is a problem that you don't like in the outer world. So the the old way was to think about it. What should be done? Who should we call? Where should we sign the petition? Who Who's the bad guy? Okay, that's predatory mind. Or am I the bad guy? Did I do something wrong? What's wrong with me? Then there's the emotional collapse, which can be just basically sad about it or upset about it or angry about it. And and frustrated and then and then we get kind of locked there then there's something else then there's this other thing i'm talking about which is having just enough of the problem so called problem in quotes that i can feel what is happening in my sensing my soma my body the energy there cuz mind might say i'm angry 
But if I feel my energy, I might find that I'm actually in terror or frozen or this is what this is why persona is really important to kind of understand because what happens with our mind is we create a defense or a a a version of ourself that can cope with reality but body tells the truth what's really going on and that coping persona that pretend me you know is really good at helping me get through this world but body will tell you what's really going on and that's why you know, when it gets really bad, we have something like PTSD. We're not uh, able to pretend anymore. Body is, has been through way too much, you know, the trauma of war or whatever, some sort of situation that caused it that I'm actually got to, you know, my body's jerking in a certain way, or I'm in terror all the time. I can't, I can't pretend. So this is actually happening to a lot of us all of the time there's a split between the truth in body and what i think i'm feeling or what my emotions will tell me but there there's a lot of difference between the truth which is in your sensations and in your actual you know the the fascia as a whole like long conversation about what fascia is. But if you don't know what fascia is, it'd be good to kind of get a sense of that. It's this like liquid uh, connective tissue in your body. But my my sense is that this has a lot to do with how we're able to feel and connect with everything, everyone, everywhere. And what is really storing these um, traumas and lost soul parts has a lot to do with fascia. Um, all, all the... Uh, massage therapists out there are going to know immediately what I'm talking about and the somatic people. So if I take this situation or this symbol from the outer world and I match it and find where it's activating me in my fascia and you know you can also consider the chakra system which is an energy system or the meridian system of um, Eastern medicine, um, but it's all the same thing. So you you feel and you start to get more data. It's going to be better, more, faster, and more true data from that source than it will be from your mind thinking about something. Now, the decoding mind will have some information about symbols. The, the decoding mind takes the data and then helps to organize. That's what mind is good for, organizing, like making a plan that isn't future tripping. Future tripping and making a plan are very different. So mind can be like, huh, I'm actually exhausted. I thought I was excited and I'm was going to go on this journey with these friends to do this dinner party or something and huh now that I'm feeling myself and I'm connected with my energy and my body I can tell I'm actually too tired to go out or whatever and what is it that's kind of pushing me to go out oh it's the part of me who feels lonely 
Oh, okay, so this part of me is really lonely, so I'm gonna push past my exhaustion, or I was going to, push past my exhaustion in order to go out and get connected to people. So what I really want is, there's a sad part of me that wants to be connected with. Okay, so now I'm gonna show up for the sad part, and I'm gonna be, and maybe there's another way I could get connection. Like what, what do I want? Maybe I want to connect with myself. Maybe I want to call somebody on the phone. Maybe I see. So you see how it's like it's more real. It's more in line with whole self rather than forcing myself to do something I don't wholly want to do or fully want to do. And but yet I'm going to meet myself and and show up and find out what's actually required. So. I just want to revisit the circumcision thing from earlier because I feel like I kind of dropped a bomb there. Um, this is a big deal. It's not a little deal. So first of all, apologizing for using that metaphor or um, symbol. Uh, circumcision is worth a lot more conversation and like I said, get in touch if if you have circumcision trauma or you don't think you do, but you suddenly think you might. Um, there's a lot to this. It's it's not just a, a easy to decode situation, but it does for it is my feeling that for a lot of our culture, American culture particularly, this has been. Um, one of the things that has caused such a massive split between mind and body for a lot of people. And because um, foreskin has such a powerful function between people, um, for example, the foreskin helps the man bond with his partner because it, it receives chemical information um, and it creates, it helps to create an emotional bond. Um, having that removed is sort of like removing a, um, like your eyes or something. It's like that important. So anyway, that's kind of a big deal. I, I, uh, apologize for dropping a bomb in the middle of this podcast. Um, get some information on that. If, um, you know, if you Google circumcision trauma, there's going to be a lot of resources immediately for you. Otherwise, get in touch with me. And um, that's it for now. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.